Okay, and we are live now. What's going on, everyone? How are you tonight? Welcome to yet another edition of the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. You are listening to show number 233. It's certainly great to have you all here tonight as we dive into all the news and topics over the last couple of weeks. We took off last weekend on account of the long weekends for both Canada Day and uh, the USA's Independence Day. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you just need some time off, right? <laughs> we certainly do. Anyways, I'm Invader, and there's a lot of stuff to cover. In fact, there's probably some stuff that we'll have to save until next week's show. Uh, recently, there's been talk about a culture of crunch at Bethesda Studios with Xbox higher-up Matt Booty having to respond. We'll get into that. As well, earlier this week, Xbox announced that it will be removing Xbox 360 games from Games with Gold. Is this a necessary step? Again, we will get into that, along with some PlayStation news that's been making the rounds. But first, let me introduce all the gentlemen on tonight's panel, starting off with Eric Shockley. Buddy, hey, how are you been the past week? Eric? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty good. Just been uh, trying to get to uh, th- finish that Turtles uh, uh, Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> um, trying to get through that. I think I jumped over to Sonic Origins like the week after, so I didn't get through all of it. But uh, I'm going to just finish that up. But uh, yeah, uh, other than that, just bouncing in between that and Sonic Origins. But yeah, ready to get into these uh, topics today. But yeah, that's what I've been playing so far, <laughs> trying to finish. All right, very cool, very cool. And you know what? I have that game downloaded, the uh, new, the new Turtles game. I just I haven't got a chance to dive into it as of yet. Uh, would you recommend uh, everybody to play it? Oh, yeah, definitely, especially if you played um, any of the, like, I'm sure every, pretty much everybody has all the uh, Turtles in Times games uh, back on the SNES, but... Uh, yeah, it's really cool that you have way more abilities than those past games. It's there's some aspects I don't maybe like as much, but uh, like yeah, it it definitely the moves it gives you way better uh, move set that you know it's not as simple as the old one, so it actually gives you a lot more uh, bigger move set to play around with. Um, so yeah, definitely try it out. Plus, you got all the uh, song. Well, obviously, it's on Game Pass, and you have the. Uh, lot more multiplayer options these days than you did back then so yeah definitely check it out <laughs> all right I, I certainly will again i've just been busy over the past few weeks but i will definitely be diving into that soon uh moving on down the list here centurion pal hey how's everything been at your end been playing any games uh eh, doing anything in life uh, over the past week or so Oh, definitely busy, busy, never, uh, no rest for the weary, as it says, but you know what? We had last Sunday off. This Sunday, we're here. I'm excited. We're here to chat games. Of course, I have been gaming. Um, I went back into uh, at least my backlog and also back in time, decided to play Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. Uh, had an absolute blast doing that. Uh, you know, beat it already um, completely. It was very nostalgic and also um, bittersweet to see Harold Rames once again. A lot of people don't, if you don't know, Ghostbusters, the video game, uh, was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Rames. 
Um, it falls right in line with the lore leading up to uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And honestly, in my opinion, this was the Ghostbusters 3 that everybody <laughs> wanted. And if you haven't played Ghostbusters, the video game yet, um, you really need to. Also been uh, hammering out uh, the Deadlands DLC on ESO. Uh, finally uh, trying to get up to the, the current DLC that came out in June. Uh, my, I do have one gripe for the first time in years because actually uh, me and Blue and my buddy uh, uh, Gingerbeard went back and looked at my first achievement in that game. I got my first achievement in Elder Scrolls Online in 2016. And here it is, 2022. I'm still playing, but I have, for, for the first time, ran into my first uh, basically game-breaking bug. Um, I had to completely restart uh, a mission. That was a pain in the ass because I ended up picking up an item out of order, and that's not supposed to how it be how it works in that game. I did obviously submit the bug report to Bethesda. I'm curious if they're even going to fix it because I'm technically playing DLC. That's about almost a year old at this point. And if they haven't patched that out yet, I don't think they probably ever will, which is kind of shocking to me. And it, it, there's other things going on, like long loading screens that are only associated with that part of the game so far. And I mean, like this is the first time I've ever really had a gripe with DSO, but uh, man, other than that, uh, toss it over to uh, crusader. Man, you really love that game, huh? <laughs> right? No, I've I've been I've definitely put some time into it. It's I mean, it's definitely got a good story. I mean, if you get into the story content, uh, uh there's Arox, um the uh, Arox the mutilator. Uh Arox has been banished into the body of a rat and the and it, he is this this absolute comical relief because Arox is actually this great big fire breathing dragon but because of his power somebody snakishly ba uh, banished him into the uh, body of a rat and so he hangs out in your backpack constantly just talking crap through this entire thing and he actually it was very enjoyable uh the story at least uh to have him part of it and uh, definitely adding a lot more flavor to the story that rat bastard hmm. sorry oh, I, I just i just want to yeah. say that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, he's actually a dade rat. He is a demon rat. He's not a typical rat. <laughs> okay. All right. So so I'm okay. I guess I can't get away with saying that then. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty cool, though. That's pretty cool. Uh, moving on to Crusader. Mr. Crusader, how, how have you been? Oh, I've been great. Um, you know, it's it's been a while since we've been on. I, play, I have played a bunch of games since last I, we've been on. Uh, beat Cyberpunk. Started and beat it. Um beat dead space three i haven't played the dlc yet waiting for a friend to play that with but did beat dead space three I, I enjoyed it i don't know why I, I get why a lot of people don't like it as much as the originals but i don't think it deserves quite as much hate as it got um i i, I enjoyed it a lot um and i have been playing my two I, i've been back in my looter shooter grind i uh played and beat um the outriders uh, expansion world slayer freaking excellent you like uh anyone in chat likes uh looter games it has probably some of the best looter systems i've i've seen in a game and they were made way better in the in the expansion way way better mm. um it is the expansion is really only for those kind of people that want to do the end game grind though the actual campaign is quite short okay um but uh 
if you, I would say to anyone who had problems when Outriders first came out, give the game a shot again. It, it's still on Game Pass. Uh, you don't need the expansion to have the fun that I'm having. Um, go and try it again if you like looter games. Um, it, it's good. And I've been playing my version of ESO to Centurion, which is Destiny 2, baby. <laughs> Grinding out Season of the Haunted and Witch Queen and Season of the Chosen content to try and like, because I, I was, I like Destiny a lot, a, a whole, whole lot. But I kind of uh, needed a bit of a break from it uh, in the beginning of this year. I, I played through Witch Queen in the raid and stuff and, and had a blast. Then I, I needed a little break, and now I'm back and grinding the living dickens out of uh, Destiny 2. The living dickens? I like that one. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah. That works. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really had a chance to play a whole lot. I've, I've been diving in and out of Fall Guys, which... I gotta say, guys, I, I'm kind of like I wouldn't say I'm addicted to it actually, but it's it's just it's a lot of fun. It's very easy to get into, and I just kind of like the obstacle course games. I don't know, it just it, it's fun. Um, whenever my uh, family come or whenever my uh, younger sisters and brothers and laws come over, they're just glued to that like the entire time they're over. <laughs> it's a blast for like a casual like family game and seeing how people you know grew up and don't make it but mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty how far did you get did you get the get a crown uh i got a crown in the oh, nice. um not solo but in the what was it the doubles thing you know the, the they just had that halo event oh okay yeah yeah so i i did that i guess it was doubles or something i i can't remember the terminology for it, but uh got one of those i haven't won one by myself just yet but i just i don't know it's very easy to get into i mean it's just again it's a very simple platformer there's not much to it besides the obstacles but i don't know it just works you know the courses are fun and uh no just very light-hearted overall so eh. i like it i like it a lot personally um but again, Crusader as as well. Um, I I definitely need to get into or get back into Outriders because I had a lot of fun with it. I, I was playing as the Technomancer class, and yes. it, it was just a blast. Um, yeah, that that that's the new, I, I rolled up a new character to play with my friends so we could experience the the um, expansion together without having very disparate characters. And Technomancer's insane. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> mm -hmm. Some of the most fun I've had playing a video game. Plus, I just like that name, Technomancer. It sounds yes. like actually, I think there's a video game named after uh, that. By the way, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I think it's a Spiders game or something. But uh, it just I don't know. It sounds like a cool like '90s or '80s movies named Technomancer. <laughs> but it just yeah, I don't know. I just I just really like Outriders. Uh, I know it got a lot of crap when it launched, but eh, I have a soft spot for it. Um, I mean, it was broken at launch. Like, it's not like the gameplay was bad, you know? Like, it just you couldn't get into the game. People's inventory is getting deleted. Hmm. It, those problems are gone now. Tell you what. That's what I'm telling you. Everyone, go give it a shot again. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Axel, you're right. Yeah, it's called the Technomancer. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, we're thinking, uh, yeah, the same game. Yep. 
Um, guys in the chat, uh, just so you know, and everybody tuning in, uh, General MLD is running a little bit behind, but he will be here. Just give him a few minutes. As well, Tim Dog should be here. He's uh, traveling right now. He, I think he's out west, and uh, he should be uh, tuning in soon. He's on a bit of a different schedule at the moment. But hey, you know what? We got a really awesome show ahead. And before we start getting into the topics, please remember to smash that like button. Share this show out across social media. You know, uh, the Bluebird app, Twitter, and a whole bunch of others. And hey, if you're new to the channel, please sub to it. We would love to have you here. And it's great seeing you all here in the chat. So uh, with that said, why don't we get right into things. And the first matter of business tonight is some Bethesda talk. Recently, there's been articles out describing uh, coerced work conditions at Bethesda Game Studios leading to crunch. Over the past few years, there's been more and more talk about that, uh, more articles and so on across different studios, different publishers. And this deals uh, specifically with mismanagement and forced overtime during the development of Fallout 76. Now, Centurion Buddy, uh, let's lead off with you here. What do you make of all these allegations regarding the crunch over at Bethesda Game Studios? Uh, am I allowed to be truthful? Uh, possibly. I mean, we do like to lie on the show, but I mean, I mean you could be well, honest. Just... You, yeah, you could be honest for once. <laughs> just no, no, well, I'm just saying, man, like it's it's not going to be gumdrops and lollipops. I did bring a can of gas with me today to set fire to the chat. Um, and I'm not trying to be negative to this. Um, like, let me just at least first say, I do not believe that employees should be mistreated in any way. I believe human beings deserve rights. Um, I have a whole long spiel I could give on that, you know, people deserve to be treated in this world a lot better than they are treated. That being said, though, why are we, for starters, bringing up crunch on Bethesda for a game that Microsoft had nothing to do with back in the day, that was a total different work culture. I think Matt Booty even touched on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, I love how one of the articles said, let's not forget that 18, you know, 2018 actually wasn't that long ago. You know what? Um, I love how people want to condemn somebody for something that happened years ago. Um, like, um, at least here in the state of Arizona, a criminal is allowed to accuse himself of his past mistakes after two years, but apparently in Kotaku world, we can hold on to it for at least four plus. Oh, well, (laughs) yeah, Um, yeah. you know, (laughs) you know, I'm just saying, but I love also how all of a sudden I'm thinking that a lot of these articles are trying to live vicariously through themselves, through, through their bitching and moaning about crunch. Because I really want to know what job in the history of the human beings working is all gumdrops, lollipops, sunshine, and rainbows, 24-7. You're walking in, high-fiving your boss, giving out hugs. He's making sure that you're feeling okay today and that everything is just peachy keen. Really? I love Mm -hmm. my job. I do my job quite well. There's times things happen that I don't agree with my job. Um, In my world, um, I have a friend who now lives in Montana um, did you know he welds on nuclear reactors underwater? Hmm. Like, like, I mean, like, yeah, he has a very scary, dangerous job, but he knew what he was signing up for. Um, as a matter of fact, he's also a cancer survivor. When he went through chemotherapy, he didn't lose his hair because why he works near nuclear reactors. He has a natural 
build up immunity for radiation therapy. Um, yeah, it's very creepy, very scary. He's actually invited me to go to work with him to actually operate some of the equipment because I have a history in welding. I actually told him no because I didn't feel comfortable around a nuclear reactor, and he respected that. Um, and this is what I'm just saying about developers. Like, I'm, I understand that your jobs can sometimes be hard, but in my opinion, I think the biggest thing that right now that the gaming industry is facing, and, and it's not crunch, it's the toxic BS that social media is pushing on these developers. I mean, these developers anymore are hiding in the shadows because, I mean, like, literally, you could get a, a photo of someone's anatomy in your DM just because you're not answering the question they want to hear. Um, I just really love how Kotaku is always trying to, you know, beat the drum on crunch when it's like, yes, there is times that you are going to have to work harder at your job than you signed up for, but that's your job. Have some honor and dignity. And if by some chance you're not happy with it, literally no one's holding a gun to your head. And no, I'm not saying that it's just easy for you to up and quit. But start making the moves to start moving on with your life. Start putting out some resumes. Start making a goal-determined path for yourself to get yourself out of that situation. Um, and that's where I'm just, when you read these articles, I love how they just keep reaching back in time, wanting to talk about Fallout 76. Yes, Fallout 76 was a game that is definitely shrouded in a lot of mismanagement, a lot of development woes. Um, but there is also a lot of games that, uh, that have that same thing behind them. And I just really do not enjoy the fact that somehow they're trying to push this off as like Microsoft created this culture when this wasn't even under the Microsoft banner um, at that time. I, I've read numerous articles. I've listened to a lot of people saying it. But at this point, I'm just throwing my arms up in the air on the fact that, you know, nobody here can honestly say that their job is not asked them to work a little harder. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you seem to be getting a lot of uh, favorable comments in the chat because of that, too. And honestly, I agree with you personally. Um, and like you said, uh, this is an older report, too, coming from, what, 2018, I believe. Uh, you know, we're four, you know, four years off now after that. Microsoft has bought them. And I don't know, like, honestly, like, it's... Wasn't it Naughty Dog that was accused of turning the AC off? Now, yeah. that's just egregious. Like, I'm sorry, if you're going to ask me to stay late, no problem. But if you're going to start turning the AC off, oh, hell no, I'm going to walk out the damn door. But that's where I'm just, you know, we're, we're talking about people that were asked to work a little longer. Yes, their managers weren't exactly doing things right. It may have been a waste of their time. Can, can I can saying? I chime in just for a second? Go for it. No, go for it. Um, the one thing I will say though is, it, it's fine to be asked to stay late, you know, every once in a while. When we hear the stories that it's going on for like a few months consistently, day after day, that's when it is a problem. And I don't know. I, I have to read the report again. I don't think that they necessarily reported that here. Like, you know, when I'm when we're launching at work, I I do um, IT work for a, a document repository, and like when there are go live weekends or product upgrades, I know that I'm going to be working late that week, and that's that that's fine. But I'm not expected to do this all the time. And I, I again, I can't speak to this report in particular, but when I hear like the cyberpunk devs were crunching for literally eight months straight, that's a problem. That that's not. Um, uh, that's not a uh, 
they're being asked to work just a little extra. And I think that's something that we need to look at in these reports to see like, well, what are, how are they reporting the crunch? Was it crunching like the, the two to one month window right before a launch? Was it for six to eight months? You know, because that is a big difference. You know what I mean? I'm no, uh, and that's where I'm not trying to say that, you know, people need to be worked into the ground. Um, let me at least in my professional uh, life, um, I literally manage the website. I do all the parts ordering. I also deal with employees. I literally do the jobs of five to six people. If I didn't work overtime anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a week, I would be so far behind on work. It would be ridiculous. Um, do I agree that my employer puts me in that position? No, but also at the same time, I do what I have to do because it's my job. And when I go back and look for another job somewhere else, I can at least show that the next potential employer that I was always there willing to get the job done no matter what it took. Because in, in all honesty, you know, that's, I had an old timer a long time ago tell me, you know, sometimes getting the job done is like some, sometimes the only thing you have in life. And the last thing you want to know, be known for is somebody who can't get the job done. And that's where it stuck with me. And I've always been, been the person to make sure things get done. Um, yeah, my employer leads a very cushy life uh, because of the hard work I put out. Do I agree with it? No, but I do it because it's my job. I put my roof over my wife's head. And I also accept the fact that my job, it, my, my employer has no reason at all to basically kiss my ass and tell me that it's all good every single day. But also at the same time, I have butted heads with them. I've been threatened to be fired numerous times because of things I don't agree with. Um, and that's where I do believe people definitely have to set themselves up for a path in life. If you're doing something you don't agree with, uh, you know, start trying to work that, you know. Ah, I'm reading the chat. Oh, well, all I'm just trying <laughs> to get at is that, you know, it's just this simple that we are unless you work for yourself or you have a lot of money at your disposal to create your own business and you are reliant for working for other people you're always going to be asked to do things that you may not agree with and that's where all you can do is find a career path or a job that basically tries to line up as with as much of your ideals as possible but you can't expect it to be 100 percent perfect um, and that's where it's just really interesting. This whole idea of crunch, like, why is it, why is it so wrong for people to under, like, I mean, it, like everybody wants to make the thing of, you know, like, why do we have to work hard? Well, if we look at the other end of the spectrum, um, you know, what happens to a human being when they don't move around too much, they become unhealthy. There's numerous things that can happen to you just from not being physically active. And that's where sometimes that's where I have learned from working hard that it, you get what you put into life. And if you're going to work hard at life, life will sometimes, you know, fight you on that, but at least you can feel like I'm working damn hard at it. Um, and the only reason why I make these comments is because like what my wife goes through, she does administration work for a property management company and she does it all from home. If her mouse doesn't move for two minutes, her boss is on Microsoft Zoom wanting to know why her mouse hasn't moved in two minutes. I mean, hmm. it, that's how it works. That's what I mean. Like you are like when these guys in these reports, oh, they monitored you when you went to the bathroom. 
I've had to monitor employees that went to the bathroom because the guy locked himself in there for 45 minutes. I, so that's just the woes of being in management. You have to control people and their inhibitions on if they don't want to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's an interesting uh, take there, Centurion. And really, again, I find these takes, because, again, over the past few years, we've been getting different articles about this. I guess my... I don't want to say my concern. It's just it's interesting the reports coming out of, again certain news sites uh, more more so some than others um you know they talk about like crunch etc but again in other workspaces other job environments it's uh well a natural thing to take some overtime i mean we can go on talk about like a more coerced forced overtime but i mean game developers do have a lot of perks too and like <sighs> In my opinion, I think the big problem with crunch can go hand in hand with the culture that has basically grown out of gaming. And I'm not trying to make this a diss, but it's the honest to God truth. When we see like what's going on with, uh, you know, like another subject, God of War Ragnarok. That like when we see what's going on in the in the culture of gaming where people are making demands and if they don't get the answers they're looking for or the game that they want or the the functionality that they want, they go absolutely batshit crazy and do stuff on social media that is completely questionable. And that's where it's like, so we have somehow put these developers up on this pedestal of you better just grind your ass off for this game or else. And the executives see this, and the executives all know they want that money. And if they see the fan base losing its mind, now the executives are putting their employees under pressure to meet this demand. What would happen if by some chance all of gaming came out and said, it's okay, take the time you needed. It's okay. If we got to delay a game six months, a year, whatever, to at least make sure that the employees have some peace of mind and a little bit of stability in their life, maybe we wouldn't have this problem. I, I agree with that completely. That is something that, um, and I think every one of us at some point has been at least slightly guilty of that. Um, I know I have, and I, I, I try to work on that. I, I don't want to be that person, you know? And um, I, I, I think that it is something that, uh, like, each and every person who engages with gaming on any form of social media needs to at least check themselves and, you know, like, are they, are, we ourselves feeding this culture. I, I agree with you completely there, Centurion. Mm -hmm. And just to add to that too, I mean, you know, we're very careful on this show about, you know, some of the commentary we make. Okay, some more so than others, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm no, trying no, to be PG. No, I can no, be dropping no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking about with regards to, you know, certain developers, right? Because we, we make comments basically, you know, every other show about somebody, right? Or, suggest something but we've been critical of 343 here yes yeah. exactly no 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 and that's a hey, <laughs> um <laughs> no no comment there but at the same time you know i'm i'm very careful in in my criticisms right because you know it's don't take it too far right yes. um again like guys you know you should just switch off but then again i could say that about developers too some developers spend way too much time on social media um you, like again i'm not saying that they you know deserve a lot of the uh 
uh, unwanted kind of stuff that they're getting. But but some developers are a little more uh, talkative than others, let's just say. And some of them do get into it. Uh, well, they do get into some rather nasty fights, and it just leads to uh, more of this unwanted stuff. So uh, in some ways, uh, some developers don't help that way either. Just saying, because some of it do bring them on themselves. But, I think the main thing is yeah. that there needs to be a, a choice. So it can be like, hey, well, if you don't crunch, if you don't work this overtime and work, you know, 50 or 60 hours this week, um, you know, it's either that or work somewhere else. That the forced overtime, I think, is kind of. Yeah, it's, it's that's as long as they're being up. compensated. You know, I work for a job that they compensate you other than the overtime, especially if they really need extra people. They'll do things that incentivize you more than the overtime. You're like, okay, crap, you know, shoot, I should probably pick. I need some extra money. Cool. This is a great opportunity. I'm going to take advantage. And there's plenty of people that fill that void. And a lot of us are, you know, that don't pick up those extra hours. We're totally fine with them, you know, making all that extra money. So it's kind of like a, so if they could do like a, so here they could do, do incentivize uh, with like a, I don't know, a percentage or like a, hey, maybe you'll get more, you know, percentage of the profit, like profit sharing, if you work this amount of, if you hit this amount of uh, extra like overtime hours. So that could incentivize a lot of their staff to like, oh, okay, cool. I'll actually get more, I'll bank more of my, you know, if they have sharing or something um, of, hey, if this game hits, makes it to holiday the holiday season because otherwise if we don't crunch it misses the holiday window maybe doesn't make that extra you know hit that extra stratosphere of where it could hit you know being in that sweet spot of the holiday uh, season well if i work those extra hours and we hit that then maybe i get a little extra bonus or you know a bigger percentage or something you know you, you could do a million different things so but yeah, I, well, as far as like how that, employees, there can't be, yeah, go ahead. There can't be punishments, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. shouldn't be punishing an employee who can't work the overtime. Like people got families, you know? Yeah. Like if the person literally cannot work the overtime, but they are working every last bit of their hours, they should not be in any way penalized for um, uh, not working the overtime. Because that, that's another problem is like they'll, they, they won't be forced overtime but that they'll like wink wink nudge nudge you'd better do it or we'll replace you exactly that, that's also not okay exactly there crusader if you have a family of 10 cats that you have to feed you know you have to get well, home nah. for work then you know that's super important okay okay obviously i i'm poking fun at the situation but uh i think everybody gets what you know you mean you know there's there's other things apart from uh than work right and you can't be yeah you can't be bullied into or you shouldn't be bullied into uh staying into at working work. extra yeah. yes mm -hmm. yeah there should be incentives and no penalization for not like that that that's that's how it should be uh and I, there was one I, I will give the kotaku article one interesting thing i didn't realize that microsoft was not switching everyone's like benefit plans and like retirement packages and things like that from the companies they were buying they like they still have they're still on whatever bethesda had like literally nothing at the company changed when 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 they were bought and that is something i didn't know because i figured that you know when the when the new employees come in they like I, I would be excited to be on microsoft's benefit package i've heard it's freaking fantastic 
you know, and that that is mm -hmm. one like the one thing I think that was probably should have been called out from that article that like was um, I, I do remember reading that. And I think that there's a line between not changing the company you're buying at all and like literally doing something that would just make it slightly better for the new employees. Because I guarantee Bethesda's um, retirement package and like benefits were not as good as Microsoft's. Like I, I, I would be shocked if they were better, you know? Hmm. And I, I do think that that is something that should be uh, – so something that like Microsoft should really look into with all of the companies they're buying is actually giving their if their benefit package is better than what um, that company was previously offering to their employees. There, those employees should have the option to move over to the micro whatever Microsoft is offering for employees of their tier. See, and I can't agree with you more on that. And I feel that would have been a much more impactful and heartwarming art and heart like heartwarming that article the the, yeah. the, the, that would have been the focus of rather than oh my god they're asked to work too hard rather than hey microsoft is this great company but for some reason they didn't do this with the benefits all these employees are not benefiting from microsoft owning them that's a whole nother subject and that's to me is the more groundbreaking conversation and i'm glad you brought that up yeah because that, that that was part of it was like the, the employees thought that they were going to be moving over to their stuff only to find out that like when it happened they weren't that that is that is something that should be called out and like you know because i'm a contractor I, I i have crap benefits but um like if i if i was at a company and my company was bought by someone and i didn't get better benefits and someone who works for that company has better benefits i'd be pissed um you know so i i do think that that is something that you know needs to be looked at at microsoft hmm. i'll admit i kind of skimmed over that stuff but it's good that you guys caught it and it's certainly worth looking into actually i'd be really interested we should uh do some investigating into that about the benefits and whatnot um oh look who uh, snuck his way in here uh stealthfully general mld what's up man hey yeah doing pretty good here sorry for uh sorry for that but uh yeah it looks like uh yeah you guys are well underway here yeah, yeah, we're just talking about uh, the Kotaku article uh, regarding Bethesda Crunch. Uh, I don't know, do you have any thoughts on it, MLD? I mean, we were just kind of uh, talking about, like, they do bring up a lot of old things uh, from articles back from, like, 2018. Obviously, things are, you know, it's like four or five years afterwards now with Microsoft being in charge. Like, do you have any uh, thoughts on the matter? Oh yeah, I mean that that's definitely a point I was thinking about like uh, yeah, 4 years old. I mean, I, I did read uh, a lot a lot of things back in the day on how um Fallout 76 was made and how a lot of crunch was involved making that and how the game still launched, you know, in spite of that. Uh, so that, that that's very interesting, but I feel like Bethesda's learned a lot in those last 4 years, especially for the mistakes of, of regarding Fallout 76, not not only in terms of uh the game design, but in terms of how to go about making the games. So I think it's I think Xbox has done a lot since then. I mean, they only really owned them like really like what the the deal went through what last year, March so like, last year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but I think they're hands off where where creatively where it counts. So let the creative juices flow. That's all good. But in terms of uh, like HR related stuff, I feel like that 
I, I mean, they just, they just have to be implementing a, a universal HR policy across the board. I don't think, I think that crunch should be incentivized and not like mandated. I don't think, it, I don't think there's a toxic crunch culture going on at, uh, on an Xbox. I mean, you don't really, you don't really get that impression a lot. If anything, they're giving their hands-off approaches, making games take, come, come out longer. Like a lot of games <laughs> yeah. that we know are in development, they at least have another year or two added to their dev cycles that we that we know of, you know, like compared to pre-COVID. And I feel like that will pay off in the end. So long as Xbox, Microsoft executives, they're not like breathing down their throats, demanding that they get the game done by X date. Like again, Starfield and Redfall, they were delayed. Like if, if there was a, in my opinion, if there was a crunch problem, those games would not be delayed and they would just tell like Todd Howard to like get these games done this year, whatever you got to do, get it done. But no, like they got, they got delayed and for good reason. I feel like what? Three, four, three. Like they, they keep the community manager. They keep saying how like they know that they're behind on content, but they're going to put, put things out in a way that doesn't overwork the employees even though we all know that Halo Infinite needs as much confident, uh, content as possible, they're still going about it in a way that doesn't burn the employees out. So overall, though, I feel like Xbox is in a pretty good position crunch-wise. And um, if, there, if there is any, like, rumblings on that, like, within individual studios, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're, they're going to do their best to kind of, like, stamp that out or, or like, you know, kind of correct the problem, see if there's any complaints and address that internally. I don't think it's going to get to the point where it becomes like public, you know, public whistleblower kind of knowledge. I feel like their HR is pretty good once people actually utilize it and, you know, you know, make use of it. So um, I think they're in a good place uh, around now. All right. All right. I mean, overall, guys, some really interesting conversations going on here. I mean, I love the back and forth that everybody's been doing. Um, I mean, again, the talk about industry crunch, I think a lot if not most industries have some kind of crunch involved whether it is working lots of overtime doing some extra stuff i know sometimes i have to do that because we might be short staffed which is where i work that happens quite often <laughs> unfortunately uh you know and a variety of other things and i think people in the chat brought that up uh as um, well uh yeah if go you've ahead listen to richard hogue over at hogue law He's even described lawyers' offices that literally have showers and cots in them because you do not go home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awful. Thank God I'm not a lawyer. Well, why do you think in hospitals and such when you're on when you're on shift at a hospital, you, these ain't no eight-hour shift with a lunch break and some mandatory breaks? I mean. You're there, and whether you're in the middle of eating a sandwich, if somebody needs your assistance at a hospital, you're like, we all know. And that's where it's like, I, I just, I'm not one of those ones to feed into the idea of, you know, like your your job is asking too much of you. And I'm like, I've never met a job that didn't, that never did ask too much of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember at a hospital uh, being there early morning and there was an accident on the highway and it was backed up no actually you know what it wasn't an accident it was a snowstorm and it was like a freak snowstorm it was like 40 50 centimeters uh it just happened this past year anyways the night shift had to stay uh for 
additional hours in the morning because the morning staff just again uh, they <laughs> the majority of them couldn't make it or they were stuck in traffic because again everything was clogged up the roads were terrible and they had to keep the staff back and you know have the overtime because otherwise they would have no staff to take care of patients and so on so again a lot of industries do have that kind of thing unfortunately i mean uh as long as it's not you know a really really bad situation but at the same time uh not to keep repeating ourselves it's just one of those things where uh it just kind of comes within the, the territory of a lot of jobs unfortunately so yeah, I, I think that the big thing balance balance is the key and i think that there are definitely studios in gaming that have a massive imbalance even project to project you know what i mean and i, I think that that's the thing we should always be vigilant for and call out when appropriate it's just hard to call out a game that released what four years ago five years ago uh, that the crunch culture that we don't know if it still exists anymore um I can call out the managers at the time and tell them to never do that again, but th that's about it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, but we're still gonna we're gonna be hearing this for years to come. It's not gonna be something that really, again, goes away. So, um, it, it's it's gonna be a, a topic for a long period of time. So, so my 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 devil's argument on that is, you know, the biggest game of 2022 is getting ready to release this November. I'm curious what it took to get it to release on time. Pentiment? That game only got one delay. I am too. You're talking about Pentiment, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had one public delay. I don't know that because Schreier said it was targeting September and then it was targeting November in his report on it from a few weeks back. So it's had internal delays, at least one additional internal delay, probably two or three. So I, I, I would be curious to see like how many times it was internally delayed and, and what its culture was like. I'd like to hear um, from uh, um, the devs at FromSoft as well about Elden Ring. Because um, Japan is notoriously worse than the, um, uh, the w more Western studios with, with stuff like this mm -hmm. on a, you know. Um, it's just not reported because, I mean, that their, their culture is more to that extreme than ours by a lot. Mm -hmm. by, by like a whole lot and i mean so how, how I would many be curious to hear a report about front like FromSoft or any of the capcom or uh, band uh, bandai namco or uh squeenix and stuff like that mm -hmm. and how many bioware articles have we had over the past few years right detailing uh similar instances so yeah well you know right so but it's sad it no and it is and there was some stuff that you know it's always anonymous sources but you know, it's just one of those things where, again, you know, some things sound like industry standard stuff and other things. Well, you know, other things do sound pretty bad, but you don't know if it's real or not. It's, it's hard. It's hard to say in some cases, but, you know, you want things to be obviously the most manageable and as possible. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess any more thoughts on this before we move on? Okay. Well, either way, guys, I mean, crunch is a thing, unfortunately. Just a matter of, again, like, overtime, if you want to work it or not. Uh, it's not going to be going away anytime soon. Uh, at least in my opinion, anyways. Uh, it just it happens with most jobs. Um, but 
Okay, we will uh, move on now to some other news, and there will be some changes coming to the Games with Gold subscription service. Earlier this week, Microsoft sent emails to subscribers stating that, and I quote, From October 2022, Games with Gold will no longer include Xbox 360 titles, and that they've reached the limit of availability to bring Xbox 360 games to the catalog. Hmm. Obviously, it sucks when things get taken out of a service, but I think we've kind of been expecting this for a while now. Uh, Eric Shockley, pal, I'll go to you first on this one. Uh, Why do you think Xbox 360 games are going away from the service now? Is it uh, a licensing thing, like they said, or are there other causes at play here? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I could see where could be a licensing thing but maybe not so much because i mean they're still taking your money and letting you purchase them on their store so they would still be having the license um and you would think getting some of those games to now they are different from playstation whereas when they gave you ps3 games they weren't yours they you know you had to stay subscribed whereas these you actually own them outright um whenever they would be in games with gold so that part's a little bit different. Um, I mean, I, I don't, it sucks that they're going to go away and there's not like an immediate like, oh, okay, there's maybe here, here's the benefit. Um, there should have been something like that uh, because for a while it's it's been pretty crappy as far as like what we've been seeing on the Games of Gold. Um, I mean, we've had past months where we had, a you know, at least one decent Xbox One game and, you know, a couple decent, um, you know, 360 games like Metal Gear Rising, um, you know, some of the other Star Wars uh, backwards compatible games. So some months I was, that's usually what I would always be looking at and not the Xbox One games because lately they have been actually not very good. But every so often you would see a 360 game in there that, oh, I haven't, you know, I've been waiting to get that one. Cool. You know, they save me some money there. Uh, plus, they actually get to own them and keep them. Um, so I'm usually, whenever I'm looking at that list, that's the first thing I'm looking at is the 360 game. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, this means they're going to beef up the the games that they've been putting in the Xbox One category. Hopefully, those are a little bit better, and they stop doing duplicates, as we've seen multiple times. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and I wish they would get rid of that. Oh, it's so stupid to me. The hey, download this game in the first fifteen days, and then download these two other games in the second fifteen. Because I always end up forgetting. I'll I'll miss it by like one day. I was gonna get yeah, Hydro Thunder. It came back as a repeat. I just never got it the first time, and I was like, cool. You know, it, hey, it's a repeat, but I don't have it. Um, but then when I went to go download, I was like, oh crap, it's the sixteenth, and I had missed it. I'm like, damn it. I hate that they do that it's just stupid just put the whole month don't lock it down because then i'll be like wait i'm gonna wait until the next um you know i have to wait till the second half of the month i have to remember you know hey i can't do it in the first two weeks when you just told me what the game was i have to wait till the 16th and by then i'm like already forgot about it and then it'll be like the next month and i'll miss it by a day i'm like oh crap it's you know i totally forgot to go re-download that because they had to wait two weeks to download it. It's dumb. (laughs) 
Um, so I wish they would get rid of that. But back to the original point, yeah, hopefully it's, you know, that they're hopefully they're beefing it up in, in some capacity. At least with PlayStation, you lost the Vita, you lost PS3 um, games that they were putting in that service. But now they're giving you at least, sometimes they kind of duplicate where it's like, hey, we already gave you PS5 uh, games in the PS5 collection. And then we'll get, throw you that same game in the PS4, PS Plus <laughs> game. So uh, there is some of that going on. But now they're giving you both PS4 games and PS5 games. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, those it's not that big of a deal. It's not like that kind of make they make it look like it's you're at least getting three, whereas you got two before for PS4. So it's, they are, you know they did improve it somewhat. You're, you are overall getting less games on that side on PS plus, but well, their game um, selection overall, in recent months has been pretty good. Yeah. In my opinion, anyways, no, it, no, it's definitely been uh, much better than what uh, Xbox been doing lately. So hopefully they beef it up. Otherwise, if they just cut off the 360 games and now we're just getting like the same uh, poultry, you know, like, you know, horrible output, I would say horrible because not all these games are bad. I haven't, you know, tried some of them, but you look at the game and you're like, really? And it'll say like a, uh, we're giving you a, not, you know, $100 value. And I'm like, there's no way <laughs> this is adding up to $100. Or like, mm-hmm. sure, some of those games are just because they're 360 games. So they're still like, you know, $20, $30 for some of them, even though there's like ancient. So yeah, they're kind of inflated. Um, well, it's funny. This... No, it's just funny you mentioned that because the backwards compatibility sale is on right now, and, and I'd argue though that's the prices that some of those games should be, right? I, you know, just as a yeah. regular price. Yeah, I mean, it definitely saved me some money over the years, giving me throwing me the whole Lost Planet collection because those games were like almost. I think some of them were thirty dollars um, on if you didn't get catch them on a sale. So like. But I thought it was going to be awesome in the sense that, hey, I almost didn't mind how bad it was just because, you know, we do get Game Pass and most of us have Game Pass. So it's like, okay. But at least I was like, okay, of course they're going to throw in every 360 game that's backwards compatible. They'll eventually make the rounds. But no, you notice that they were doing, they either do duplicates or I swear they would just find, they would pick like the most, you know, who knows what this xbox live arcade game is that's backwards compatible and throw that in there and i'm like come on because we did have great months where it was like they gave us the whole dead space collection lost planet they gave us you know quite a few different you know awesome games that were in there that were 360 so i thought okay eventually we're gonna get you know it's they're gonna get some some gems that i still haven't bought in the in the backwards compatible maybe the max Payne they'll throw in there like the whole Max Payne collection. I was like, sweet. They're eventually going to throw those in there, right? No. <laughs> so I'm a little disappointed in that sense, but. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us has, have suspected that this was going to come. Uh, it was just a matter of when, right? And you look at the, how much of a success the Xbox game pass has been since its inception it's raking in a huge amount of players month by month, year by year. And it just makes sense that they would start uh, sunsetting aspects of games with gold. Um, I guess some people were just 
including myself, were just frustrated at the amount of repeat titles that we kept getting, especially well towards the end of this service. Um, MLD, I'll go over to you on this one now. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, Games with Gold, it was a nice service. I, I really appreciate it. I, I played some games that I never thought that I would play from it. But, you know, I will agree that it could have been uh, better at times. What do you think of them uh, removing it uh, in October? Yeah, I do think it's it's long overdue. I mean, uh, since I've had Game Pass, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking about right now, it's been several months since I downloaded a Games with Gold uh, title. They just don't really interest me, and or they're so obscure. Like, hey, I'm sure they're great games, but I feel like gamers were very like we're we're a certain a certain way. We're like if you if it's not like a big name title, if it's not a, a game that you know off the top of your head, you automatically dismiss it. And I, I guess I'm guilty of that too. If I never heard of a certain game that's offered for the month, it doesn't matter how good it probably is. I'm just probably not gonna play it. I'm not gonna download it. I got like games on my backlog that that I do know that I do know the IPs. So it's just, it's kind of a weird culture that gamers have, I think. Not, it doesn't apply to everybody, but it does, it does kind of ruin the month. Like, see, like, every time, every time they reveal the games for the month, you can see all the Twitter responses, all the social media responses. Like, people don't hear about them, therefore, the month is bad. It's trash, as they all say. So ultimately, this will do more good in the long run because if they focus their energies on xbox one titles and uh, they make them better uh, eventually they'll start including series x titles as the generation goes on so we'll get xbox one series x games so that uh, i think they're going through that transition slowly but surely and i think it'll be better off in the long run, long run for it because right now i just it, it, the 360 games it just drags down uh the perception it just it just makes it seem like uh, they don't care about gold, which clearly they put all their efforts into Game Pass, and frankly, I prefer it that way because hey, I'm a Game Pass Ultimate member. I want all the all the all the quality coming here. Like that's that's front and center. Every time there's a Game Pass uh, games drop, everyone looks at it. Everyone talks about it. It's a different kind of energy. So I'm glad they they're putting their energies and money where it counts. But I also think that this is an aspect that should either be sunsetted or like put actual put like new energy into it, like make it make it worth talking about again in a positive light. So I think this is merely, merely just the first step to get there. And uh, yeah, we'll see what they do with it afterwards now that uh, the games are more selective going forward. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would like to see a lot of Xbox one, a lot more quality Xbox one games put in there. Um, like even some launch games too. I only I don't think we've gotten Dead Rising three, for example. That'd be a good one to put on there. At least I don't think that's been uh, a games with gold Xbox uh, one title. But yeah, no, I I I agree with what you're saying, General MLD. Uh, some good points there for sure. Uh, how about you, Crusader? You got any thoughts on this? Uh, again, like I've enjoyed a lot of the 360 games that we've gotten, but. I'll admit over the past year, especially maybe the last six months or so, it, it just hasn't been very uh, tantalizing, to say the least. Uh, yeah, please uh, share your thoughts. So, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I want gold to die. Like, in general, not games with gold. <laughs> gold. Everything about it, I want it gone. It doesn't fit Microsoft's, like, vision of gaming anywhere anymore. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I, I, I do think that they're actually moving more in that direction than they are um, uh, just killing games with gold. Um, I, I, I think we're a long ways from it. I think they need a lot, a lot more subscribers for, for Game Pass before they could get rid of gold. Um, but I found it really funny that it came out this month when this month had such a better selection of 360 games than it did um, uh, Xbox One games. Because both Torchlight and Thrillville Off the Rails are both really good 360 games. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Thrillville Off the Rails is a little bit more obscure, but like it, it's like the zoo, they're the the roller coaster tycoon for console game, but way back when, right? It, it, it's a, it's a very decent game. But haven't they given away um, Torchlight before? I I have no idea. I I, I, I want to uh, say yes, I, but I, I have only have, ha- like they have yeah. I, I've had gold multiple times in the like, like it, through periods, but then there are periods where I didn't have gold because like I wasn't playing on my Xbox at all, like especially in college when like I just didn't have time. So I, I, I there's lots of months that I don't know what they did and didn't have. Um, I, I just know that for this particular month, those games are both good. You know what I mean? But that, and I didn't have them. Um, but it's it's a little saddening because like it is part of the big thing that uh like Microsoft does have the big original Xbox and 360 uh games available on the Xbox One, the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X. Um that being said, I do understand where they're coming from from it's it's hard to license uh some of the games cuz like some of the games are in licensing hell. Like I don't I, like it is a miracle that we even got the uh the max Payne games on the backwards compatible list in general mm-hmm. um because they had they had a licensing nightmare between remedy and um rockstar uh you know so just getting them to li- like being able to license these games to go on the service is a pain in general um so I, I'm not shocked that they're ending it and focusing on the Xbox One games. I am curious to see if the number of games we are going to have month to month drops, because right now we have we get four games. We get four. We get two Xbox One titles, and we get two either 360 or original Xbox titles. When this ends, are we just going to only be getting two Xbox One titles, or are we going to be getting potentially two Xbox One titles and two? optimized for series x titles you know that that's that's a big question you know what i mean like is is this moving the the like is this the prelude to an announcement that's going to come during that month because there's no there's they don't need to announce that early right they're like no one's going to unsubscribe from gold because of this because i i would argue that the percentage of people that are subscribed to gold that are subscribed to it for the games with gold is less than like one percent right there's probably a couple people uh, there's you know there's dozens of us dozens um but uh so I, i'd argue that people are still going to be subscribed to gold because they have to unlike game pass where they want to be because like that's the difference between the service you you have to be subscribed to gold if you want to play multiplayer games except the free-to-play ones uh, no one really i don't think that anyone in here if they if like the only thing that gold offered was the free games would anyone in here be subscribed to it like would any of you nope on the panel i wouldn't no gold's just not worth it it's it it's i'm subscribed to it because i have to be 
Yeah, I mean, the reality is, again, uh, Xbox Game Pass has just become such a a more premium service and has yeah. such a a wider offerings of games. Sure, I'm not getting any games for... I mean, I'm still paying for both services, but it's like I have a much broader choice in my selection for games that I can play. Uh, not just... Like, these curated ones that they pick uh, for the games with gold, I mean, again, how many... Again, you know, you look at the reactions that they're getting, especially in the last six, seven months from the games, and it's just like, yeah. oh, why did you choose that game? Bad. Why did you choose that game? You're not going to win over everybody, obviously, and it depends on taste. However, you know, people just want to be able to uh, go into a basket of games and select what they want rather than being uh, curated by somebody else. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, Game Pass is still kind of curated by someone else. There's just a lot more, and they're, you know, yeah, you yeah. get a lot more per month. Like, we get two drops per month on Xbox Game Pass that are always larger than the single games with gold drop. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a fact. Like, I don't think I've seen a game or a Game Pass month where we have gotten less than, like, 10, 15 games. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, I'm not torn up about this I, I do find it really funny that more times than not the 360 games are the better games so i really do hope they step up the the quality from the xbox one era and start grabbing some some better xbox one titles and i do hope it's a sign that they are going to be including an optimized for series x um like like maybe even just one of them you know what i mean because yeah. like those games are all mostly like 60 bucks like there, there's some there's a bunch of optimized for Series X games that, like, aren't, you know, because, like, the Resident Evil games, like, we got optimized all the way back to, what, 6? Or was it 7? That they all got the, the like, ray tracing and higher uh, frame rates and everything. Yeah. Uh, re just recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, maybe we'll see one of those show up. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I that, that'd be awesome, you know? Uh, I, I just hope that this does mean that we aren't just losing something straight up, that they are moving it forward. Because if they are losing it, then, then my hope is then that gold just dies. Because, like, I, I think that would be better for the entire ecosystem if gold would just disappear and people could just play online games without it. Um, I, I think that would be better for the idea of, um, you know, you're, you're playing with your streaming friends, you're playing with your console friends, and you're playing with your uh, um, PC friends. Because, like, no, no barriers. Just play the games. And mm -hmm. Game Pass even takes down some of those barriers because you don't got to pay, pay the or you know put out the sixty dollars to buy that game. You put out the ten to fifteen dollars to to play that game. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I hope that this is a sign that either they're moving towards upgrading games with gold or moving towards killing gold. Yeah, and again, it's it's a shame too. I mean, if you look at the backwards compatible uh, Xbox Three. 60 list i think there's something over 600 backwards compatible yeah, titles like it's a little over i think the last time i checked it and there's a really awesome selection of games there uh it's just it's too bad that uh again well, some of those companies might not want to license them because they like it is a separate license from having yes. it available for sale in the store because microsoft has to pay them some kind of amount of money to hand it out to their subscribers for free. I mean, it's the same mm -hmm. same kind of licensing that goes all with Game Pass. It's it's just slightly different because like the people get to keep those forever versus 
when they're licensing it for Game Pass, it's on Game Pass for X amount of months, then it leaves and like that company has a chance to not only make the money from Microsoft from the contract, but also like make a sale when it leaves Game Pass because someone might be buying it because, oh, I want to keep this game forever. So, you know, it, it is uh, it, like not everyone's going to want to put their games on the service, you know, like so, um, uh, and they they may not even like they like want to deal with distributing a, a, an order game because like what if the game has some bugs and then it becomes a story that oh this game was given out and players found bugs from this like eight you know 12 year old game like so, some companies may not want to deal with that headache i'll be very curious what the last two months of games are going to be though <laughs> no word of a lie um i'm wondering if they're like saving some really good games to give away or not but have they given away like all the gears games the last on, one on gears 5 i think I, I know they gave gears 5 away when they tried to boost the price of uh uh of gold back in the like back what right. was almost like a year and a half now because they, they probably they tried figure, to make the service look better but you know they, didn't they probably figured they already gave those away because yeah. for anyone that's i think it was i don't know if it was just if you bought or if you just played the gears uh ultimate um they gave you all three 360 oh, games they? digitally yeah i remember I that that's that. how i have all three of them in my collection is because that's really cool i bought that and um, most people bought that game back then because there wasn't that much to play <laughs> yeah. so a lot of people were hyped I, to get back in uh, gears one i do wonder like are there some maybe they could give away some of the like bethesda 360 games like maybe we'll see like new vegas show up you know mm -hmm. skyrim because they don't got a license <laughs> they got them in house you know they can give away Skyrim. Uh, Everybody already owns five different copies of it, is right? The, is the original <laughs> like Skyrim backwards compatible? I, no. Actually, I don't know. I don't think it is. Yeah, I think I, I think they released special edition so that they didn't didn't bother um, making yeah, the other Yeah, for many times since they released that, I'm pretty sure they didn't want to do that. Yeah, why, why would that? It's like Paradise was, Burnout Paradise was backwards compatible, but as soon as they decided to do a remaster, they took it down. Yeah. Uh, so you know, yeah. no. Actually, I would love to see a game like, yeah. You know, even the the last games that they added in November, some of them would be pretty cool. Like uh, Fear Two, for example, or Fear Three. Oh, that would be fantastic. Great games, great games to have. Give us, hey, which is not gonna happen. But give us uh, Mortal Kombat digital. <laughs> hmm, maybe. What? Which one? Is that the one that has like RoboCop and they can't because of the licensing for? No, it has Freddy Krueger. Oh, okay. Um, but it sucks because some people did buy that digitally, and when they made it backwards compatible, it just like showed up in their collection. Because that's how you see reviews on the store. I'm like, wait, how right. did they review it? They didn't. But I was like, oh, they must have bought it digitally. They owned it way digital back. Back. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, how about you, Centurion? Uh, what's your take on the whole uh, Games with Gold uh, 360 games getting um, again sunsetted? Um, well, another controversial statement coming down. Uh, we should have seen the writing on the wall when Microsoft tried to raise the price of Xbox Gold or Games with Gold, whatever you want to call it, um, which shows that they were trying to price uh, Xbox Live Gold out of the market so that way people would have to be shoehorned into Game Pass. Is it right? No. But are they going to do it? Yes. 
they're devaluing the the gold the games with gold they're devaluing it i i actually do not expect them to give out more games or to try to to somehow supplement what they're taking out i honestly do feel that this is a direct path that they are going to slowly chisel away at the value with games with gold to basically devalue the concept of it to where people will stop using games with gold and they'll just use game pass um, and that's where I really do think Microsoft will take the approach of you're just going to pay a high dollar price to play online and you're going to, and if you don't want to invest into Game Pass, then you can pay your high dollar price for playing online. Do I agree with it? No, but Microsoft probably more than likely will do it. Um, I know everybody wants uh, Microsoft to go to this platform of they have to make uh, online multiplayer free. Well, I don't really foresee them doing that because their their supposed competition with PlayStation, there's a small handful of games that you don't need the subscription to play online with. Um, And I understand the argument over on PC. Well, I think the only reason why they don't want to charge for PC players is one, because they all try to say we won't pay for it. But I also believe that Microsoft cannot safeguard the, the systems like they do on console. Um, I have actually, I have actually had somebody try to hack my Xbox console and Microsoft really shut them down. They are still the only game console that has ever done that for me. Both my consoles have been hacked at one time. PlayStation held the door open for them, made them a cup of coffee and showed them around and they changed all my credentials. And it took 45 minutes on a phone call with somebody who treated me like I was lying. They were like, are you sure this is your account? No, the, the guy from Saudi Arabia uh, took an account that was created here in the States. It's his. Come on. Um, that, and Microsoft at least full on was like, hey, somebody outside of the, the continental United States tried to log in. We thought there was something weird going on. So we actually bricked your console until you actually, you know, tell us what's going on. They shut down my Xbox Live account. I had access to no games, nothing. I had to basically call Xbox and basically let them know it was me and that I did not authorize that, and they turned my account right back on. Hell yeah, that's worth about 10, 15 bucks a month to me. Um, People might say I'm capping for Xbox. I don't care. This is just my opinion. This is what I have been through on Xbox. I'm glad that Crusader over here is one of the guys that's on the hill that X, uh, that games with gold just need to really go away because it doesn't fit what Xbox is trying to do anymore. I Even though Microsoft has Game Pass, I understand it's a subscription service, but I still feel Microsoft is still giving me more value for the money that I'm putting into the ecosystem than I get over on other ecosystems. So I really do feel that Games with Gold is very antiquated. Um, we've seen some of the selections, like we've been talking about it, repeat titles, games we don't know what where they even came from. Uh, we all know, like Crusader touched on the licensing point. You know, we're out here saying, get this game, that game, this game, this game. And it's like, we have no idea how much litigation, how much time and lawyers and contracts and all the other hoops and BS that Microsoft has to go through to make these games possible. Um, you know, you touched on, uh, what games was it, uh, Crusader, that you said were licensing hell for you? Um, Max Payne. Ma- you know, well, Max yeah, Max Payne are just a because that IP has uh, was bought. It was like like they transitioned hands. 
um, and that, that has made it licensing hell. Same thing happened with Alan Wake because Alan Wake was sold, and that's why like and like it has all that like music in it, and that's why Alan Wake disappeared from storefronts for a long time, including American Nightmare, the like arcade the arcade one, and it was so, like really exciting when it came back. There's one game I'm about to name that cannot be sold anymore. When Microsoft made it backwards compatible, they gave it away for a short time on the marketplace. It wasn't even part of Games with Gold. You had to be listening to Phil Spencer and read the news articles to knew this game was even free because this game was originally created by Silicon Knights who oh. got into a dispute with Epic Games oh. and Epic Games oh. sued the crap out of them and shut their doors. And now nobody knows who owns this game. Too human. Well, I was going to say digitally. Spongebob, so... No, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Dude, awesome concept of Nordic mythology involving technology. It was like cyberpunk meets Beowulf. Um, Really cool game. But unless you were there when that game was being given away for free digitally, because my, like even Phil Spencer says, we can't sell this game. Epic Games can't sell this game. Nobody's allowed to sell this game. All we can do is give it away for free for a short time. Um, and that's pretty much what they did. And it was, and it, I grabbed it. It's in my digital library, but it just goes to show like sometimes the, the ability to deliver these games, the ones we want, isn't possible, or it's just going to be way too expensive. And that's where I feel, you know, I'm sorry, but game Pass is the greener pastures for some of these developers. How much, like, how would you feel like, Hey, um, would you want to put your game in a service where they get it for free? And we're talking 360 games because we know you get the license when you have a 360 game. Can you imagine being told we can either give your game away for free and we give you X amount of dollars, or we can give you X amount of dollars and you put your game in a subscription service for a, t a certain amount of time, and then you can rescind that and get it back. So it's actually more relevant for these developers to keep control of the title to not just flagrantly give out all these free copies of a game. Um, and like, there's better protections for games uh, with gold with the newer stuff, with the Xbox One games. Because if you stop paying for games with gold, that, that game is taken away from you you technically don't own the license as long as you have your subscription you still have the license um that's why you get this really cool little word down in the corner of that tile that says gold because you technically don't own that game you are renting the licensing as long as you have the subscription service and if you get rid of it you no longer have that game sorry and yeah, it's been cool. It was great. I've always downloaded my free games because who's going to say no to free games? I've put them in the, the back catalog that I have. I might not ever play them, but they were given to me for free. But I do think it's time to move on from games with gold. Um, I don't ever stand around and assume that Microsoft is going to be giving me free games until I'm 100 years old. I know uh, products and subscription services like this come and go. And I really do think it's time to possibly just start sunsetting uh, games with gold. Mm -hmm. You see, I didn't think that was so controversial now, eh, Centurion? Like, a lot of people seem to be agreeing with you. And, and uh, well, that's cool. I just, I'm, you gotta remember, man, I got PTSD from social media. <laughs> hey, man, I thought you were gonna say something really serious like pineapple on pizza, because that will just throw everybody off. <laughs> well, pineapple on pizza is good. Whoa. It's an abomination. 
Hey. It's an abomination. <laughs> My wife totally oh, gives wow. me the side eye. I have to like get like a personal, very itty bitty ham and pineapple pizza. But it, I think it's funny at my job when we have those days where we do hand out pizza. The ham and pineapple is always the first one to go. But meanwhile, pepperoni pizza is like over there in the corner because nobody wants heartburn. Oh, man. That's Give a me heartburn. Give me heartburn any day. <laughs> uh, i can take it my body can stomach it for sure um but yeah guys anything else before we move on yes no yeah i, I think i'd say the only thing I, I agree with centurion on everything but one thing he said that um you know microsoft will keep doing gold as long as like sony's doing it because they do the same thing like their competition does the same thing i think there's a point where game pass can be big enough that getting rid of gold can be a huge boon for their uh for the ecosystem or they can be like, come here because we don't do this. No, I, I don't was, think we're there yet at all. Um, maybe I misspoke. I was actually saying that Microsoft is not going to make online multiplayer, like the ability to play online multiplayer free because Sony is not doing that dir that direction. There is a um, few games, like free-to-play games, that you can yeah. play on Sony's network without shelling out your, your credit card information. But those games are very few and far between. I really think Microsoft should meet up at least with a free to play game. But they did. Uh, oh, and okay, cool. My, um, Microsoft but, does do free to play games for free. You don't need. You do like Halo Infinite. You don't need gold to play it okay. online. See that that now. See that's where I'm a little behind on times on that one yeah. because I've always had a gold subscription, so I've never noticed. Yeah. Uh, but you remember I just, back when like the gold hike happened? Yes. And the, well, that's the, everyone. Right. Now it is coming back to memory. And that was one of the outcomes of the gold hike, right? Having to be reversed. They also said that they would make free to play games, um, you know, free to play, but no, no barriers. I, I think eventually, if Game Pass is is lucrative enough for them on the on the platform, they could end gold simply because they could use it as a come to our platform because we don't charge for anything. And I, I think it would be a big thing to uh, against competition, right? That hey, we can move in this direction because Game Pass is giving us the subsidy that Gold normally would, right? And we can attract more customers from our competition because we aren't charging for this. And then they can boost again, continue to boost the numbers. We're not there yet. I don't think we'll be there till late in this generation, maybe early next generation, to the point where like that could be enough. I, I could see it being a hey, you know, the Xbox Series XX or whatever the hell the horrible name they're going to come up with for the next console generation I, I could see it starting with hey we're ending this we don't need it anymore you know uh not anytime soon mm -hmm. yeah I'm just Th that, one that was those... my only point in that i'm just one of those guys that want to point out that you know i understand everybody wants the online multiplayer to be free but one of the reasons why I prefer to game on console, yeah, everything's on PC, but some of the most craziest stuff that could ever happen in an online multiplayer game always takes place on PC with bots, mods, hacks, all this other stuff. And the only thing you have to worry about when you're playing on console is if the guy has a keyboard and mouse. That's only true for the current generation that was not true on the 360 in the slightest oh yeah that was on no no we're talking um, like yeah that's definitely given the 360 so i'm I talking today though i don't know that gold protects us from that rather than security of the hardware and how the private keys of the hardware are locked down 
I don't know that I can attribute that to people because, like, I mean, people were paying for gold on the 360, and that nonsense still happened. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know that it's gold protecting us from hackers rather than good security in the in the hardware keys. So uh, now, but that's where, at least, if you look at the 360 era. Um, like PlayStation, it was free. Xbox, it was like what six, five, six bucks. Um, I don't remember. Um, and the only thing is, like, uh, like I did think it was very stupid that they had to lock Netflix and other streaming services behind the gold subscription. That that was was just dumb. dumb. But I just always noticed, like, if you look at how the the ecosystem functioned on PlayStation compared to how the ecosystem functioned on Xbox. People it, have night and day better on Xbox. Oh yeah, and that's I, why I, I mean you PS3 could see where your five six dollars was going. Yeah, I was on PS3 before um before I was on an Xbox. And for anyone in chat, I left the PS3 because I was part of the giant the giant hack. Uh, oh yeah, and, 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 and came to 360. I I just don't know that that's necessarily true in in today. Like like for today, does that make sense? I because like party chat's not locked behind gold anymore. The LFG is not locked behind gold anymore. Like, you don't it's have that re- gold really to order only specific from your games. Xbox. <laughs> what? Said you don't need Xbox Live Gold to order Pizza Hut from your Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was so funny. I did that once on a whim. <laughs> That's so right. That was... <laughs> Never forget what they took from us. <laughs> oh, Don Matrick. <laughs> well, dude, I still laugh and joke about the fact that Apparently, the flop of the Xbox One was because you could talk to your console, but, you know, heaven forbid your console can hear you, but it's all it's all right to ask your Alexa or Google device to, it, to order pizzas and stuff for you now. It was, so, it was, was ahead smart. of its time. Like, the Netflix was smart because they had that exclusive, too, for a bit. Yeah. It was. It was ahead of its time. Yeah. I you think if I think if the Kinect launched with the Xbox Series X and did all those things and could also like link into things like that, that it, it would be a much different um a, a much different thing now. Does that make sense? Like I I I, I feel like they tried to do it four or five years too early. I think yeah. actually they should uh, see the fact that you can plug an Alexa device into the Xbox and actually still have some of the kind of same functionalities. But I really feel that Microsoft should really embrace that because if you look at what a lot of people nowadays have their homes set up to be very hands-free, we've got Nest devices, uh, lights, and the fact that like if you could walk into your house and like say, you know, Xbox, turn on my damn home, you dude, it would be insane at that point because the Alexa device is working in tandem with the Xbox. If if they do do that, it would be very low key if they introduce something yeah. like a connect because they don't want the same backlash they don't want the no no they, <laughs> they don't they, want to repeat they, the magic era yeah they don't want a repeat of anything like that if they do it's going to be very low-key it's going to be like oh yeah we have uh this and there's a few games that might uh, take advantage of this and so on and uh you know i've said it before on the show i was uh i always liked the connect uh i thought it was a nice add-on but that's me personally uh just too bad what happened but because of messaging and so on obviously everybody knows the history just it kind of sucks <laughs> but i miss screen yeah. and screen where you, where you could have like half your screen be like a youtube vid and half your screen be the game oh yeah i miss that yeah um i actually know the feature you're talking with it was like 
two screen or whatever. Picture like, in picture. That's, that's picture the actual. Picture. There we go. Yeah. Um, I, I missed the picture in picture. I still miss being able to wave my hands at my console like a damn Jedi. Yes, wax on, wax off, uh, Mr. Centurion. <laughs> yes, Mr. Miyagi was here very in conducting me in all the kinetic moves. Sorry, connect. I call it the kinetic. I don't know why. Well, Because I mean, it's a better word. Hey, look, it's a real word. Look on the bright side, guys. At least we didn't get the uh, glowing dildo sticks, right? So. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I like the connect. Connect was just like you're playing in the air, invisible everything, whereas you actually had to hold glowing different colored dildos. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm honking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are honking, damn. <laughs> I gotta clip that after the show. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, all right, guys, I think uh, we'll move on to our third and final topic, uh, since we're all uh, laughing at the moment. <laughs> um, okay, and, uh, you know, although this could, like, branch off into a few different things, and a few days ago, PlayStation announced the release date for God of War Ragnarok. It's releasing November 9th on the PlayStation 4 and 5, respectively. We also got a new trailer alongside the announcement, uh, Crusader, my friend, after you're done catching your breath from your uh, yep. honking, <laughs> I know uh, you're a bit of a fan of the series. Uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, if you've seen the uh, the new trailer and just the release date uh, for the game in general? Like, is this sooner than what you thought? Later? Uh, is it a good time frame? You know, please give me your thoughts. I mean, it's literally two days before I thought they were going to launch it. I, I thought that they were going to launch it on the 11th of November just because they could. Um, it's, it's it's the exact, like, period window that I thought they were going to launch it. Um, I, I would like to say this before I go too deep into discussion. Be nice to devs. Do not solicit body parts to devs. I, I sent Shereen and talked on this earlier. Do not harass devs for release dates. Do not harass devs. Be good to devs. Um because some unacceptable things happened uh, surrounding the God of War release date that we haven't talked about on here. And I don't want to go too far into them, but be, be good to devs community. I, I, I don't think I have to speak directly to anyone in this community, but uh, it, it's always good to say it. Be, be good to people. Be good to everyone. Um, that being said, I am very excited for God of War Ragnarok. It is my... Uh, it will be in my top five of the year. Uh, I, I judge games by how much of the good chemicals they, they insert into my brain, and currently it's going to be a little hard to beat Destiny 2 The Witch Queen for this year. Probably also going to be hard to beat Pokemon, which is also coming out this year. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I am very, very excited for um, God of War Ragnarok. Um, uh, I... I I know there's a little bit of controversy surrounding the fact that it's collector's edition isn't launching with the game. Um, if we're going to be mad at Sony Santa Monica for that, we need to be mad at like 80% of the industry for that, because that's a common thing that Ubisoft does. It's a common thing that, um, uh, 
yeah. uh, EA does. It, like everyone does it. I think it's a load of crap that people are getting are, are singling out Sony Santa Monica for it when everyone does it. Well, like if you yeah. if you're mad about that and you do not like it, that is acceptable because like those collectors editions are meant for collectors who want the physical media. And I, I get being mad at that. It is a fine thing to be mad about, but don't just call them out. Call every studio out that's ever done it um, yeah, yeah. because they are not deserving a lot. Heck, I bought the, the, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Collector's Edition, that comes with the, the helmet. Uh, have you guys seen that? It comes with like the N7 helmet and everything. Yep. And it came with an empty steelbook. And I was fine with that because I don't, I don't collect physical media. But like, I, I get it. Like, people people want the physical disc you know yeah halo 5 guardians and, was the same way i remember that yeah like yeah like like I, if i see anyone warning into console streets about this get out of my timeline um if, if you're mad about it though you you do have a right to be mad about it just again make sure we're calling it out everywhere um i, I think that it was a little shocking that they didn't show gameplay um, I'm a little sad they didn't show more gameplay. I want to see more of it. Uh, um, and I know some people were yelling at, like, Tom Henderson and Jason Schreier and our newest great insider, The Snitch, um, uh, yes. that they had all pointed that it was going to be released on announced on that Thursday. From what I understand from my inside, um, my, my slight, ever so slight, inside knowledge of the gaming industry from being on r slash gaming leaks and rumors as a mod political reasons in the united states and that's all we're gonna say about that is why sony santa monica chose to not announce it on the day they had originally planned those tom henderson and all of them were correct that it was going to be announced that game until a very late decision that they didn't want to have their news be in the news cycle that there were more important things in the news cycle than their game, and it was going to be moved to the next week. My question, um, though, uh, Crusader, yes. is uh, did Starfield getting delayed make, uh, make it a big factor for this date that they um, chose? I don't see. If, if it did, I, they would have chosen the same day, um, in, in my opinion. They would have put it on the 11th. Um. I think that they moved to more comfortably to November because Starfield isn't there, but I don't think they chose specifically the 9th of November because of Starfield. I think it was probably more or less an even move from, like, like probably they were probably looking to launch it on, like, a September 9th or, like, a, or somewhere in there, and they just delayed it two months, because internally, from what I understand, it was supposed to originally launch, or one of the dates it had this year from, it, it's had several internal delays, uh, basically, they, they would put it, they, they would set it two months, right, and if they realized that they weren't going to hit that, they would move it by two months, and if they realized they weren't going to hit that, they would move it by two months, incrementally, internally, and that's not a very uncommon thing for like any studio to do like don't think that like oh no it's in trouble because they've internally delayed it a bunch of times it, it, it happens it, it is very very common um for a game that does not have a date uh announced yet to be moved in such a manner especially post-covid um and i i think that 
they feel that it will comfortably come out in November, and they are very comfortable launching it in November because they don't have massive competition there. Um, I, and I think it had to move past October because has anyone seen the calendar lineup of October? It's freaking nuts. Uh, well, I, um, Call of Duty probably. I, I can't remember what else, to be Call honest. Call of Duty, Plague Tale, Persona. Um, oh, yeah, Scorn. Scorn. Um, there, there's at least... Oh, oh, the Square Enix has a uh, JRPG coming out that's not for Spoken. What is it? It's the, the Star Ocean. Oh, right, yeah. Actually, um, for Spoken's interesting, too, because during, what, the same... <clears throat> got a war announcement that same playstation timed exclusive it got delayed right yeah and the, it got delayed they explicitly said it got delayed after talking to their um uh their watch call partners and i talked about this uh to quite an extent on on mooch's crossfire show i think that for spoken was specifically moved so that it can survive um sales because it, it, it would realistically be going up against god of war on the same platform and they would be cannibalizing a game that they spent money to get exclusive. I think it was. I don't think Forspoken was delayed because it, uh, because of technical reasons. I'm pretty sure it was delayed for financial reasons. Um, because I mean, it, it would be launching uh, something like two weeks before um, God of War. I, I think right and people aren't going to go buy that when God of War is coming out like two weeks later, you know, that they're, they're going to be cannibalistic towards each other's sales towards the, the art, like the core audience of like PlayStation gamers. Like we are a core Xbox audience. Um, and they're, they're similar enough that their genres overlap quite hard. Cause like, you don't really have to worry about like a Forza horizon cannibalizing a halo infinite, like, like Microsoft did because they're, they're such a, disparate um like audience you know like i mean all of us kind of enjoy both but we're not quite as normal you know so i i think uh i i think for spake for spoken being moved was purely financial mm -hmm. um I, I i don't i don't think that may maybe a little bit of it was like the game needs polished but like maybe they wanted to delay it to like into november right but they can't they they cannot delay it into God of War time. Yeah, you know? but it I, will, sorry, not it will to interrupt. The game. Not to interrupt, but it just I don't know where you're gonna fit this game, especially next exactly. year. Exactly. Like it's just um, you either I think that's believe why they in put it, it early January. You either believe in it or you don't, because there are so many games that have been moved. Um, there's a lot of games that have been moved, but have a lot of them been moved into the January slot? Because a lot of them are falling into like next February or March. Um, January is typically a lighter time, so I, like, I, I think it'll be okay in January. I, I, I really do, because the only thing that I can think of in January that's really competing with is Dead Space, and those are very disparate games. They, they are very not the same genre, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas Forspoken is a third-person action game. I mean, it's an RPG, but it is a very much an action game, and so is god of war is also a third person action game and they are both console exclusives that sony paid for you know like so sony paid for the first spoken exclusive they paid for two full years of it you know so i i think that sony wants to fit that in in a period of their calendar where they themselves don't really have coverage 
right? That there might be some third party that has coverage, but they don't have coverage. So like they are getting the, the benefit out of it that they're hoping for. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, like they're like if they're competing with a third party, it's one thing. They don't want to compete with themselves. That that's the bottom line, you know. Mm-hmm. And that that's my opinion on Forspoken. Um, God of War, very excited, very very excited. All right, all right. Anybody else on the panel looking forward to uh, God of War? Anybody with a PlayStation? Uh, Eric, uh, are you interested at all in uh, God of War? Um, yeah, I'm definitely. I remember I bought it way back when it first released on the PS4. Um, I definitely didn't get uh, too far. I got I, I was a few hours in. I've definitely been meaning to play. I own it digitally on my uh, PlayStation. So especially after the uh, patches and that you can play a 60 FPS now, uh, I definitely need to go back in and knock it out. Uh, but I got plenty of time before November, so... Um, but yeah, I was definitely big on the, uh, like originals, um, like the first one, um, back on the PS2. So, um, but yeah, definitely what they, the jump from the, um, what do you call like the, uh, (laughs) double may cry aesthetic, uh, from the uh, PS2, uh, to hack and slash, uh, to the, uh, more behind the shoulder, you know, more of like <laughs> similar to their other titles uh, to make it like this third person action. Uh, it's pretty dope. So, um, but yeah, they, they know what they're doing over there um, at Santa Monica with the, uh, with Corey Barlog. Bar so um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Hopefully it's even more open. I know they showed some of the map and were showing like, Oh, look at this world. But you know, you were like, uh, but can you actually go to those areas? So <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll see how like open and much bigger the world is. And, um, yeah, definitely, uh, looking forward to it. So hopefully it lands this November, but if not, it looks like next year is going to be the busy year that we thought this year was going to be. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I actually have it downloaded on my PlayStation five, uh, the, the game from 2018. I just, I haven't, again, another game I haven't had a chance to play, but, uh, I will get to it soon. I promise, guys. I promise, because I am looking forward to uh, the one coming out in November. Uh, how about you, uh, Centurion? Uh, you have a PlayStation 4, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or no? I can't remember, to be honest. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I muted myself. Wow. Uh, I have a PS5, my good friend. Oh, yeah, I have you a do. PS4. <clears throat> yeah, I, I got a PS5 on launch, and I'm not trying to say that to brag. I'm just saying that I put a lot of damn hard work into into forcing that thing through over on target <laughs> mm, oh yes um, yes mm-hmm. i remember yes you know what you're correct i remember those conversations as well uh so on playstation 5 is this a title that uh when it comes out in november do you plan on picking it up i do plan on picking it up um i'll to be honest i bought the the, the big 200 dollars edition of the last one and i'm probably gonna try to get the one with um uh, Mjolnir and the hammer and all the other stuff like the cloth map, the dice, all that good stuff. <clears throat> I did. Th- I did. I was one of those. I was kind of shocked that all of a sudden Sony decided to pull the disc out of the box. I know other companies do this, but the last edition they didn't. Now this time you are. Um, 
I like how some of the articles are trying to uh, make up for it by the 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 keeper of knowledge chest. They're like, oh, it, but it's a keeper of knowledge chest. It's a cardboard box. I thought the box art on the on the on the other one was absolutely amazing. I kept it, but it's still a cardboard box. Please do not try to convince me that a cardboard box is a good trade off for the fact that the game is not in there. Yeah, you're gonna have the steel case. You know, it's one of those display things. Um, was I totally upset? No, because honestly, I think the hammer looks cool enough. Um, now I have talked so much trash about um playstation over the years just to kind of be chideful but for me it's i was not a fan of the hack and slash god of war um i did not like the concept of the game i was not a big fan of just running around slashing and everything and some quick time events and and kratos screaming constantly um so i will be upfront. i did not get into the games and then um, I knew they were redoing the game. I knew they had Corey Bar Barlog doing it. I still was not interested. I was not interested until the day I found out that they had cast Christopher Judge as the as Kratos, as as older Kratos. Um, for those uh, I've said it on other <laughs> shows, for those not familiar, Christopher Judge is actually big in the sci-fi community. Teal uh, got one of it. Teal, yes, yeah, Stargate SG One, the big old guy with the big gold emblem on his forehead. Um, every time he would look at, I believe his name is Atreus. Is that his name? In uh, yeah, the son. Yeah. yeah, I Atreus, don't want to yeah. call him Atreus because that's the never-ending story. But Atreus. <laughs> um, okay, Bastion. Uh, I know, right? But uh, every time he looked at Atreus and was like, "Boy," I'm like, "Oh man, there's Tilk right there." I could just hear Tilk in the voice. That's what made me go out and buy it because I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, I'm going to go out and get this. I actually love the statue of, uh, of Kratos and the collector's edition that it came with. And I've been happy now with God of War as it is. And I just actually sat down with at work, um, <clears throat> believe it or not, with uh, a girl that I work with who actually enjoyed playing the original god of war games but because she's now had a kid and all this other stuff she does not know anything about the remake and when i told her about how now it's the story of kratos and his son and this great big story uh, and how they're and kratos wife's died and now there's this built-up animosity between them because that was the glue that held them together it's a much more dramatic story a heartfelt story and she's like oh my god i need to check this out because it sounds totally different than what was originally god of war and that was the whole reason why i actually enjoy this version of god of war i'm looking forward to ragnarok i'm looking forward to how they're going to advance the story even more i am excited for the game but that being said i'm still trepidatious about the fact that we have not seen gameplay. I'm trepidatious because I have seen multiple game companies, developers, publishers combined, Microsoft, EA, I, the list, I, I will run out of fingers and toes over game delays that just came out of left field. I'm not going to say God of War is going to be delayed, but what I am going to say is I am not going to have my expectations so damn high that if something comes out of left field, that I'm going to be heartbroken. And that's where I, I'm, I'm excited for the game. Yes, 
but does the game need to come out in November to to basically, you know, feed my desires as a gamer? No. Um, if it comes out, it comes out. I'll be there to buy it. But if by some chance it doesn't, um, the only reason why I say that is because we all look at how how Cyberpunk held back gameplay and other games held back gameplay, and that kind of bit them in the butt. I don't want to see Sony force a game out just because Microsoft doesn't have anything. If I may, like, it's still a cross-gen sequel. I mean, like, we we know there's some assets being reused. Like, how, how bad could it possibly be? No, and that's where I'm saying I'm not – um, that's where I'm really wanting pe- – that's the other half of the argument is I really don't think that this is going to be the next best thing since sliced bread. It's going to be more of great bread, but it's not going to be new bread. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think it looks fine. I do agree though that we do need to see more gameplay because that is a little concerning being this late in the game. I think that's probably why they're hiding the gameplay is because people are gonna be like, "This looks like it's just more of the original game." Well, yeah. Well, that's what people <laughs> yeah, it's, want, it's a sequel. right? Like, I, I don't expect most sequels to be exceptionally different unless their their whole marketing for it is that this is a new experience like the original god like god of i don't say the original god of war 2018 like the the, the first one in this new series that, that was the whole marketing for it right it, it was a brand new thing and they're not doing that with this and it's fine like i i don't i don't particularly care you know what i mean like i i'm in this for the fact that it seems like they're going to correct the very few mistakes that the first one made which like enemy variety was one of the big things you know um, they didn't have enough different mini bosses and like regular enemy variety. And one of the things that um, they they were stressing in the interviews was that there's more. And we we do need to see it. But I, I do tend to believe them that they say that there's there's more variety. Um, I, I don't have a reason to be distrustful of Sony Santa Monica at this point. Like I, I do have some reason to like be distrustful of like anything CD Projekt Red will tell me at this point. You know, after Cyberpunk. Um, so I'm going into this very optimistically with them. Um, I think that uh, I, I do think you're right with the delay, you know, that people should be until you have it in your hand. You, you should be concerned. About I'm a not delay. saying that I'm not saying that so that Sony Santa Monica is going to do something. But yeah. we all saw how a little how a germ completely flipped sure. the world up on it. Like, can, yep. does anybody got a crystal ball to know what's going to happen in November? Yep. Um, I, I do think that part of the reason why we're not getting gameplay is that they are putting all of their resources towards finishing it as opposed to making a vertical slice. Um, because I, I'm sure still at this point there are still some rough areas and they are more working on that than editing together a, a gameplay trailer, which is unfortunate. I, I want to see it, you know? Um, who knows? Maybe this will be the reason to distrust Sony Santa Monica. I don't think it will, but, you know, it, it always could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Again, we'll see. Uh, you know, in the coming weeks and months, uh, hopefully, we get some new gameplay that everyone's been asking for. Is is the game even up for pre order yet? I believe it is. Uh, the additions are so I believe it is. Yeah. Well, are the additions up? Yeah, they are. I, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So get your hands on that while you can, fellas. 
Uh, I've seen a lot of interesting photoshops for the uh, special collector's editions, <laughs> to say the least. Wow. Yeah. Um, ah, they look okay. Uh, yeah, if you really love uh, God of War, then you'll probably be going for them. Um, but did any of you guys, uh, like, we're going to round off this topic, but did any of you guys catch some other PlayStation news? Uh, PlayStation removing certain purchase content? Um, oh, I've known uh, about this. I heard about that. Yeah, I, I saw. I didn't hear about it until you uh, posted it, but I did read the article because that crap makes me really annoyed mm. um, when anyone does it. Uh, I don't mind stuff getting delisted from stores, mind you. I mind it mm -hmm. when I can't download it if I purchased it. Like, stuff might not be able to be listed forever, but I should be able to download it forever. Mm. Um, Ubisoft and Sony have both pissed me off equally about this this week. <laughs> now for those of you that don't know uh playstation is removing certain purchase content from certain accounts next month uh citing licensing agreements and it's specifically pertaining to uh again this is for video stuff whether it be uh, tv shows uh movies and so on for publisher studio canal and it's removing content from uh austria and germany so some films in question, there's a whole slew of them, but some films like Apocalypse Now, Blair Witch, Daredevil, John Wick, and again, a whole lot of others. But uh, guys, what what do you think about this? Because I'm pretty sure if it was Xbox or Microsoft doing this on any of their stores, there would be a really huge outcry. Um, I mean, it's just kind of a uh, mind-boggling situation here. Uh, what like Honestly, what do you think, Crusader? annoys the living crap out of me um a lot now see i i don't know how many people it's going to affect um it, but even affecting one user is kind of really unacceptable um uh sony did what they got out of them selling tv film on their store right like they, they don't actually sell movies anymore do they Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they sell stuff through the PlayStation anymore. This is more that like if you had already bought it. I believe so. Uh, I, I yeah. Thought, I thought they ended their um, their 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 selling of uh TV and film uh, like maybe a, a year or two ago. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, this is this is really annoying that uh, the licensing agreement that they had in the first place to sell stuff could potentially involve users losing access to stuff that they paid for. Um, that's just a bad licensing agreement that they signed, and uh, uh, better hope that they didn't do this for any with any game publishers. Um, now, luckily, uh, I don't think Sony will be getting out of the video game business anytime soon, <laughs> or like selling of video games. So I don't know that we necessarily have to worry about this necessarily translating into the video game environment. So I'm really not worried about it there from anyone but Ubisoft, who just pulled this shit with uh, many of their older games, where even if you own the single-player games, you are going to lose access to them. It's not great. Um, uh, if people want to be mad about stuff going, being taken off the stores, be mad at Sony. But speak up a little bit more. If you, if you care about this with gaming, speak up a little bit more about Ubisoft doing it in gaming yes. um shit's nonsense uh yeah. like I, I know assassin's creed liberation is just going away if, if you actually own like if you own that game uh if you have it through the assassin's creed 3 remaster you still get to keep it because it's through that 
because they just released that. But if you own the original on the the with the 360 version, or you own it on PC, you're just losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really? nonsense when any company pulls anything like this. Yeah, uh, yeah. MLD. Oh, yeah. Be mad. Yeah, Ubisoft. Uh, yeah, what was it? Was last week, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, I can get an article for you after the show. Yeah, because um, Ubisoft announced uh, that they would be uh, delisting uh, a few of their games, and it just they're and they're ending online support for a bunch of them, which includes their authentication. So even if you per- like some of them, you'll be able to play the base game, but if you own the DLCs, even if they're single player DLCs, you won't be able to access them because they can't be authenticated anymore. It- it's nonsense. But would the game still be available on their Ubisoft Plus service? Uh, some of them, no. Really? Like, wow. Assassin's, huh. The original Assassin's Creed Liberation is disappearing. The only way you're going to be able to play that game is through the mess of a port through the Assassin's Creed 3 remaster. Huh. Like, I, I can understand them delisting it to, to promote their own subscription service, but, huh, that, that's, that, that's just weird. They're ending support for games because they don't want to have to host the... um the multiplayer uh or that the multi they don't want to have to host the the authentication servers anymore for them right it's purely it's purely a fiscal thing that upper management wanted to make cuts and so they're 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 cutting the the hosting of this stuff like this people should be i i I do have a tweet out about it where i'm i'm furious with ubisoft and ubisoft support like if people want to stop stuff like this um the the amount of people who are going to care about Sony stopping movies is one thing. I mean, it, it is just as bad there for for the movies. But you're not going to get as many people to care. I, like I, I don't think you are because it, it does it just doesn't affect as many people. But y- you tell people that in the future their Ubisoft stuff could go away because Ubisoft's very popular. A lot of their games very very popular. You know, like Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, Tom Clancy, um splinter cell there's some of the splinter cell games are affected by this i know there's a couple that like yeah. they're delisting and you, you can't play and they don't have functional um like liberation they they don't have functional uh ways to to play them so like you know go out and be mad at ubisoft that is my call of the night go out and be mad at ubisoft i mean it's not a, a hard thing to tell people to be mad at ubisoft ubisoft has made quite a few mistakes over the past couple of years but like this is actually like an anti-consumer horrible horrible thing that um that uh sony and uh um ubisoft are doing here and in in gaming ubisoft is making the worst it is the worst in general it's the same Mm -hmm. now guys i believe in i like a variety of things you know i i can't keep everything physical even though i do like owning physical preferably but i i do uh, download games. I, I buy games uh, digitally as well because, again, it's very simple. It's very easy to do. And there's a lot of good sales when it comes to digital as well. Uh, but, again, with with these kinds of moves, I know some people are going to argue, well, it's just Austria, it's just Germany. Those are actually some pretty big markets. And, okay, that is for, like, film and movie and TV show and so on. But if this were to affect games and as like... Uh, uh, Crusader was saying about uh, Ubisoft too recently delisting some things or some of the uh, online components not being able to work again. Um, you know, does it make us wary of like digital agreements and uh, digital digital licenses as a whole? Like, um, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least it can be. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, again, like, you know, everything just seems to be accelerating with digital. I remember, again, back to the Xbox One days when that, that was announced and everybody had a had a cow when it came to a digital content and always online and whatnot. Now that's the way to go. <laughs> that's the way to go now, ironically enough. But, um, you know, it is, it, in a way, it is a little slippery slope and we have to watch out with uh, lots of these uh, user agreements. And sometimes you, you have to read through, like, you know, you know, when you open up some games and uh, there's these licensing ag agreements and there's like, how many pages do you have to scroll down before you agree to it and so on? Uh, does anybody read that? No. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Um, you know, hell, I'm guilty of that too. I just want to go and play the game and whatnot. But, uh, it, you know, it is very anti-consumer in my opinion. Uh, all of this, it's just, it's very unfair to the consumer to just take away something you already bought. Um, Eric, buddy, I mean, I would love to know your thoughts as we're, uh, kind of rounding out the show here. Um, like, what are your thoughts on this whole, like, I, did, I almost want to say digital fiasco when it comes to, uh, like, on Sony's end with the removal of these, uh, uh, like, uh, this digital content. Like, uh, do you think it's going to get any worse from here? Um, I mean, I don't think so. Um, I think it's, I mean, cause they already started discontinuing, uh, allowing you to like purchase or like rent movies on their platform. Whereas Xbox still does that still like promotes it. Um, so since they've already took those away from the store, I don't think most people are going to even gripe about this. I don't know if people had that big of a collection even if they did the ones they were probably selling to you at that time um were probably either standard def um maybe they were hd who knows if they were much more quality you know than that but some of them probably were the standard definition that people were buying at that time um but i mean i don't think there's enough people that are gonna be that upset about it so um but yeah kind of sucks if you did invest in it you know, if they just like pulled them from your uh, collection, it would definitely be probably bad for, you know, people that actually invest on the Xbox side because they've been doing it a lot longer um, and promoting it. So you might have a much bigger collection and then them just like turning it off, you know, in five years, not only turning it off, but like just like taking it from your, uh, um, like your library, which so, it, it would, would, would make any sense. I'm not sure how it would even work with Microsoft because you get with almost everything like video wise that you purchase on um, the uh, Microsoft store with uh, game, like with movies, you get a dual license with movies anywhere. So oh, okay. like, movies anywhere would also have to go down. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. that, that yeah. Uh, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's um, why I buy all my movies on <laughs> Microsoft store. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, they're all about um, uh, game preservation and whatnot, anyways, right? So yeah, and they, they'd be yeah. they'd be fighting like hell to keep the licenses. Yeah, yeah, that's why it didn't really make sense because like you have like I use Voodoo for mine that ties into movies at anywhere. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean like all of they have like every, you know there there are some studios that aren't on certain uh, platforms because I'll have my both tied to movies anywhere and um like for example 
if I got uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was the last uh, 007 movie that came out. Um, time to kill or no I time, forget. no time to die. No, no time to die. Um, so I have that on Apple, but it doesn't transfer over to my Voodoo account because Movies Anywhere that links those two together does not have that movie in their selection. So it doesn't link over because sometimes I'll have things on my Apple account. If I purchase, it'll translate and link over and give me the rights to it on Voodoo, even though those are completely separate because Movies Anywhere links them together. As long as Movies Anywhere has the title, then it can link them together. Um, so, I mean, there, so not all of those, you know, digital platforms have everything because there are some studios that they just, for whatever reason, aren't on Movies Anywhere but are on Apple. It's dumb. Um, but for the most part, if those platforms can have a plethora of movies and keep the license for you for, you know, I've had stuff on there that's linked with Movies Anywhere that I've had, that I purchased um, with the old style where you put the DVD in and then download the rights to the digital media and do it that way. Like the whole old school, you'd actually have to put it in a CD-ROM to get the digital. It has some of those titles on there. So if that can happen, I don't know why they're <laughs> pulling them unless it's really costing them a lot of money, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it is sad to see. Like they have to pull it, but I'm able to get digital rights on all these different platforms for a DVD that you load in and download the <laughs> title. It's 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 pretty funny. All right, all right. How about you, Centurion? Any final thoughts on this? Uh, it's tragic that this is starting to become a thing. We've seen Disney shell game some of their their titles around on services. Um, like I've been a I've been a big user of Voodoo for the longest time. Um, that's because. I've just been building a library of movies that I could take around with me and my wife when we go places. Uh, but I've seen them move stuff around like, well, you could still watch it here, but technically you no longer have the rights here, but Disney is allowing us to share it with movies anywhere. And because you have it hooked up with movies anywhere, it still translates over. Even though I originally used the, the ultraviolet code or whatever it was at the time right. on voodoo, it got it got transferred over all my rights were put into movies anywhere so i've been used to my digital rights moving around and that being said because invader has seen photos of my home i am the keeper of almost 600 physical discs when it comes to movies i love collecting movies um if you want to watch something in true 4k can't stream it gotta go straight to the hardware sorry it, it's just the way it is. You could you could stream it. Yeah, you can stream it. But are you going to consistently be getting the right bit rate at the right frame rate with the right resolution? You you're going to need. Well, you 100 will get the audio. Huh? 100. percent You will. We will. You will not get the audio. Oh yes, and that's where that's I love. I love transfer. having the physical discs. I like being able to you know touch them. You know, hug my movie collection. Um, I mean. I've got I've got movies in my collection that some people that like it odd because I actually have the physical copies of Ewoks. Um, that oh broke... no! <laughs> <laughs> so I have. I a... don't know. Oh what? no! 
I don't know what else to say, but oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I have some, I have um, James Bond all the way back to Dr. No, um, like hella. And I think that was like in the early sixties. Um, I enjoy um, having physical media when it comes to movies. I even have the first two seasons of Stranger Things on here uh, in this collection. And the only reason why I got them was because I thought it was cool that they mocked them up to look like a VHS tape. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that, you know, it's just one of those things where I, for with games, Microsoft made me feel very comfortable to invest digitally with games. But when it came to movies, I never really felt that in like I never really felt that my movies were always going to be there. or They could be moved around because of what has happened to me, which is why I actually don't really buy movies digitally. I use the little code cards that come with the movies or any time or like what Shockley said, the discs. But I'm not out there physically hooking my card up to these systems and buying games. I mean, excuse me, movies on Xbox. Uh, movies on voodoo or any service just because uh forgive me I- i'm a resolution whore and i prefer to have the physical disc yeah i mean that's why you have 50 copies of pretty woman right so oh god yeah richard greer julia roberts oh, I know. well that's actually not one movie in my collection <laughs> well, i so, don't know man so luckily luckily with xbox you can da- i'm fairly certain you can download the movies can you Yes. I'm pretty sure I have the Lord of the Rings movies downloaded directly to my console. I don't stream them. Um, actually, that's a good question. I know you could back on the 360, uh, which you kind of yeah, had to because streaming I know, was an attempt. I, I know on my phone with movies anywhere, I have some of them installed. I'm almost positive. Um, like it, it, I also like owning the like movies are like the one physical media left that like. If I like the movie enough, I will buy it. I have the Indiana Jones. I have um, uh, Lord of the Rings. I have The Hobbit. Um, looking to get the Star Wars, but I want a special edition to come out that has like nine of them in it. Oh, dude, you haven't seen the $250 one? I keep asking my wife for it. I'm still waiting for her to let me. The Skywalker oh, saga that comes in the silver packaging. The what? It's called no. the it's called no. Star Wars the Skywalker Saga. Normal <laughs> price is about two fifty, man. I want this thing um, so damn bad. Send me a link after the show. I'm gonna definitely ask for it for from someone for Christmas. <laughs> oh show. boy, here God we go, guys. But I think it's funny he's bringing up Lord <laughs> of the Rings because actually it was um, the Hobbit, uh, an unexpected journey. It was the first time I actually was like, you know, what? I'm gonna watch this movie streaming. I could see the frame rate drop watching. I thought I was going to go cross-eyed. I was like, what the hell is wrong? And then all of a sudden I had to like go on the internet and look it up that because you have the disc, you're able to deliver a faster frame rate. And I was naturally seeing the difference in the frame rates. I couldn't watch it. That's incredible. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, all right, guys, anything, uh, any other comments or uh, are we all done with this? All right. And well, okay, guys, I think on that note, we'll leave off on that and we'll start to wind down the show. Uh, Overall fun talk all around from the crew. Certainly a never ending amount of things to discuss. Again, tonight we went over uh, Bethesda crunch allegations and talk. Xbox soon removing Xbox 360 games from the Games with Gold and a whole bunch of PlayStation talk. 
lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff to go over. And, you know, I thought we had a great chat tonight, but uh, what did you all think, everybody listening in? Uh, please let us know in the comments, and uh, hey, leave a like if you enjoyed the the talk tonight. Uh, it's really appreciated that uh, to see you all here in the chat, and everybody just tuning in. We really like it. We really appreciate you. And with all that said, let's uh, go over to the outros, starting off with Centurion. Buddy, hey, I thought you had some really great points tonight on fire as per usual. Where can everybody follow you at? Well, guys, it was definitely fun. Enjoyed all the combos. Thank you to everyone in the chat that joined us. Be sure to give the show a subscribe and a like. Invader is a very hardworking individual. Um, and for those interested in finding me, please find me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter. You can also find me right here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast. And in, short, in the coming weeks, you will also be able to find me on Gaming Beyond the Box with the amazing, strong-headed Wilmihood. Um, you know, my heart goes out to him and his family. He has been through a lot this year. He has definitely been taking some time off uh, from the show, and he does plan to refire that thing up here in the next couple of weeks, and I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Hey, me too. You know, I love the Gaming Beyond the Box crew, so if, hey, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm sure many others are. Uh, moving on the list, uh, who do we got here? Crusader Buddy. Hey, again, another person with some really awesome takes tonight. Uh, great to see you tonight, pal. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, everyone can find me at Crusader3456 on basically every platform. Uh, you can add me on Xbox, Destiny, I don't, I don't care. I'll play whatever, talk whatever, have a good time. Especially find me on Twitter, where you're definitely going to hear me be talking about Centurion owning the Ewoks movies physically tonight. That's definitely happening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, everyone like, subscribe, good show. Buy or buy not, there is no try uh let's see here moving on down eric shockley buddy hey again another stellar show from you uh where can all these fine people follow you yeah as always you can find me at shock Nero on twitter easy shock on xbox live but yeah good show tonight uh good topics uh, but yeah see you later mm -hmm. agreed pal agreed and uh who else do we got here general mld pal hey i i thought you had some really good takes too uh you know, always solid on all the issues, all the, the discussions. Where can all these awesome individuals find you at? Yeah, thank you, thank you. You can find me at MLD Ghost on Twitter, gamertag ghost MLD. See me playing this and that. Otherwise, yeah, this was a great show. I had a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you on that. And, uh, yeah, just to round out, uh, round out the crew, you all can follow me on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. I'm also a content creator, in case you didn't know. Uh, you can find all my videos, reviews, gameplay, and all that on YouTube and Odyssey and many other sites at Invader Gaming. Fun times tonight, and we're already looking forward to seeing you here on the next one, next Sunday. Later, everyone. See ya.